Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Japan, Japan Top 10. Hey everyone, this is your JTOP 10 host, Anna. And welcome to a second part of the culture special concerning COVID-19. So if you missed the first part, make sure to listen to that one before or after listening to this one. Again, this is a cultures episode, so in comparison to our regular episodes, this is going to have a lot more talking compared to music. We do have a few songs to play, but again, more talking. To make this episode even more special, this is a collaboration episode with our sister podcast, K-Top 10, and their hosts, Sunny and Sophie. Hi guys, welcome. This is Sophie, your K-Top 10 host. I hope you're staying safe and healthy because nowadays during this pandemic, safety comes first. Hey guys, this is your K-Top 10 host, Sunny, and I also hope that you guys are having a safe moment and we all wish that the coronavirus would go away as soon as possible. This is the second part of a special episode on COVID-19, so let's start with where we are in terms of the stats of the virus. As of May 17, 2020, from World Health Organization, we have more than 4.5 million confirmed cases and more than 300,000 deaths. Just a disclaimer that the information that we are sharing on, on this podcast is based on our internet research and news that we've heard from our respective countries. Speaking of which, in this episode, we will discuss the perspectives from Canada and South Korea, as that's where the three of us are from. Well, not exactly, but... You'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Stay tuned for our contest for Guess That Japan Top 10 Tune. We'll play the music clips later in the episode, so keep a pen and paper nearby to write down your guesses. To start off the episode, we'll start with the song, COVID-19 prevention song, We Can. Wash your hands, lots of soap, 30 seconds, and running water. When you come, cover your mouth, and your nose, with your sleeve. Do not touch, rub your face, with your hands. Can do it, you can do it, we can do it, yes we can. Wash your hands with lots of soap, 30 seconds. Don't forget, it's 
space from each other Don't go out and say more We will all go much through So take care until we meet I can do it, you can do it We can do it, yes we can For the first song of the episode, we'll do the COVID prevention song, We Can, which is going to be a huge collaboration of artists that do a cover of Baby Shark. The artists in the song are Dal Subin, Fanatics, Yoon Tae Kyung, Serple, Meist, Infact, Bike Chen, Black Six, Kevin Jacob of the Boys, Lee Daiwan, Girl Kind, Ji Jin Seok, Poetic Narrator, Girls in the Park, Two, Kanto, Giddle, Astro, Moon Jong Up, Gravity, Alexa, and Hong Yoon Ki. As you can tell that this song is about uh, taking precautions during the COVID pandemic, such as washing your hands and not touching your face. And it's really great that they took the cover of Baby Shark because it's super catchy and super easy to remember. I also was not expecting it to be in English because of all those artists, but... It's a great song. I think it's really catchy. So if you're wondering where we are as we are recording this, we're in Canada. And um, let us tell you a little bit about how, has, how it has impacted Canada. So here's a recap of the timeline in Canada. On January 25th, the first presumptive case in Ontario and Canada was from a man from Wuhan. He called 911 and was placed in isolation at Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto and was later confirmed that he was infected. His wife becomes the second case. A few weeks later, February 20, a few weeks later, February 12th, Ontario health officials clear the London woman of novel virus. She becomes the first case to be resolved in Ontario. A few days later, on February 26th, Ontario announces a fifth diagnosis in the province, a woman in her 60s who traveled to Iran. Her husband caught the virus from her, becoming the first case of human-to-human transmission in the province. On March 11th, there was a first death in Ontario attributed to COVID-19. As of today, Ontario and many other parts of Canada began reopening despite the country's continuous spreads. And in terms of concerts in North America, K-pop groups had to cancel their tours, including BTS's Map of Soul tour and G-Idol's world tour called Island. So just another uh, FYI, uh, Sophie and I are based in Ontario, one of the 11 or so provinces in the country of Canada. Um, to add on to some of those stats, with over 79,000 cases, about 50 or more have recovered from the virus itself. And in the Toronto-ish area, I've only been home for about eight weeks, where some people have been home for 10 and possibly more weeks of staying at home. The Ontario province is in a state of emergency until the end of the month, um, or maybe longer, depending if they extend it. 
And the Canadian-U.S. border will also be extended for another month. So there is no non-essential travel allowed between the countries until at least end of June. Sophie, how has this been impacting you? So for me, while I'm staying at home, I moved to my parents' house uh, temporarily. I found this is a great time to connect with my parents, really, because I used to see them once a week. Uh, we live uh, an hour and away. And with friends, I'm getting used to hanging out on Zoom. Yeah, it's been an interesting time. I just came back from going to school in the U.S. Uh, last year. So being around my family is a little more difficult, I'd say, just because uh, I'm used to going out every day to go to work or, you know, just I only see my family like in the morning and in the evening. And there's there's quite a few people living in my house. I live with six other family members and a dog and our house is not exactly the biggest. So it's a little it's close quarters with a lot of people. You can you can get kind of sickening, but at the same time, just like you said, we're uh, connecting with family is nice. It is nice to finally be back with my family after a few years away for school. Yeah, for sure. It's. I must say, this is a great time to have a dog because <laughs> you can spend lots of time and cuddle them and you know just walk them. So I wish I had a dog. Yeah, she. Our dog is a person. I would say a mix of different species. She. She eats grass like a cow, but she does not like to be touched like uh, an annoyed human sometimes. So I don't know. She's good sometimes. <laughs> How has this impacted you working? Um, so the office is closed. Um, only essential workers can go to the office. So um, if you go to Toronto downtown, you'll see the streets are empty. Usually it's crowded with folks walking around um, during lunchtime or go to work. But if you go there right now, it, um, it'll be like a desert. So people are getting used to uh, working at home using um, online platforms like Zoom, Skype. So a lot of the work normals are changing as well. Yeah, I noticed because um, Toronto, or at least most of Ontario, has closed off public parks. And within the first few days of them closing it up, which wasn't too severe, they just put up a bunch of tape on parks saying, like, don't use it and stuff like that. A lot of people kind of went stir crazy not having that option to, you know, be outside and, you know, just be in the public area. And they started ripping down those park tapings. Like, even in my neighborhood where it's mostly older people, a lot of people just ripped off the tape and, I guess, like, in rebellion to the lockdown, even though it's, you know, for their health, the you know, um, in favor of their health. It was crazy. Yeah, as we get longer into, you know, the lockdown, people did get pretty impatient because we're into the third month. We started on March 17th in Ontario, and it's been more than two months now. Right, yeah, exactly. And, like... A lot of people, especially in Toronto, like you said, they're always out and about, you know, especially during lunchtime when they're on their breaks or even just public transit. That's just the way it is here. So it's definitely taking a toll on people's live, uh, like people's mental health, at least. 
COVID-19 is the test of this generation. I just wanted to share that I was working at the airport, the Toronto Pearson Airport, uh, up until the end of March, where, you know, the the virus started to spread mostly, you know, because a lot of people were traveling. It didn't start here. And it's funny because the first case we were aware of back in the end of January, uh, they went through a whole process of locking down this one person. And we thought, or at least I thought that they had it under control because of, you know, they're already taking precautions with that individual versus, you know, kind of just letting him go and not being aware of the situation. Um, but as you know, they didn't actually start implementing PPE, personal protective equipment, or doing any testing up until like last week or something. They did not require us to do social distancing. Everybody was still working. Um, Literally the day before our last day of work, which was March 27th, is the only day they started making workers do social distancing and when they started putting the tape lines to say how far apart you should be. So it was a little bit of a delayed reaction from the airports in preventing the spread, at least the Toronto airport. Um, But at least, you know, the government is helping Canada by implementing a benefit and a wage subsidy, uh, you know, to somewhat help the economy maintain throughout this time. Yeah, I totally agree with you that there was a delayed reaction. People coming out of airports in the at the end of March, they didn't know that they had to self-quarantine if they were coming from outside of Canada. Um, so things like that, um, I wish the measures were tightened up early. So in terms of travel, I heard that traveling will become more expensive because we're going to have to live with um, social distancing at the airport. So the waiting time getting on board will become longer and longer. And also in, in airplanes, we won't be able to pack in as many people as we're used to in an airplane. So um, for anyone who's looking to travel in the next few months, uh, just to give a heads up that it won't be as uh, affordable as before. On top of that, they're also considering reducing or completely like not allowing people to bring on carry-on baggage just so that there's less movement and there's less um, materials that are contaminated to be in the passenger seating area. So just keep that in mind. If you are somebody who typically only brings carry-on, you might have to start checking it in. Or if you're someone who just requires a lot of carry-on, you might only be able to pack on the essentials when you sit on the plane and the rest will have to go underneath no matter what. That's a good tip because I'm that type of person who likes to bring only one carry-on because I don't want to wait um, after I get off the airplane for my uh, carriage. So that's good to know. Yeah, it's really unfortunate too because I was going to start becoming that person as well (laughs) just because, yeah, yeah, it's so much faster and then you don't have to worry about where your stuff has gone because 
I'm telling you. I worked at the airport. We don't really care if <laughs> we don't really care about your uh, your checked in luggage because some people go way over the uh, the weight allowance, and that stuff is not fun to carry and put onto the belt when you guys pick up the bags. I have so much sympathy for airport workers now. <laughs> we should pack lights when we travel. Yes, bring the essentials. Even when you're moving, <laughs> bring the essentials. Mail your stuff. The, the postal people can take care of it. <laughs> yeah, one thing that um, COVID-19 taught us is to become really a minimalist. Because it's hard to go out. It's hard to travel. Um, um, the best you can do is stay home and be safe. But while staying at home, people, I mean, you know, exercise. Because <laughs> there's this, there's a huge lineup lineup at Krispy Kreme. My mom went to Krispy Kreme last night, and there she said there's over like a hundred people waiting in line. She waited in line for two and a half hours at the drive-through of Krispy Kreme. So, you know, if you're gonna eat unhealthy. Remember to exercise because we're all staying indoors, and I know how hard it is to exercise at home. Yeah. <laughs> A good way to um, stay healthy and, you know, keep yourself fit is to dance to these uh, K-pop, J-top, and songs. You want to win a free 50 US dollar gift card just by knowing your Japan Top 10 music? Let's play Guess That Japan Top 10 tune. Have a listen now to the two song clips. Want to hear it again? Let's play it again. Enter your guess at jtop10.jp slash contest. Remember, only one guest per week per contestant. Our patron donors will get weekly postings of incorrect guesses as well. So the second song is Corona Song by B.I.G. or Boys in Group. The Korean musical group B.I.G. has released a coronavirus-inspired song, and it's in Arabic. Entitled Corona Song, the K-pop band's new tune is a 35-second excerpt that aims to empower and encourage those struggling with the pandemic. In addition to B.I.G., G.H. Entertainment's other artists participated in the project and sang in six different languages. It's not the first time that the Korean boy band has released music in the Arabic language for their religion of Middle Eastern fans. I think that's so cool that they did it in Arabic. That like I don't even know about other bands in general that do Arabic as one of their other languages when they do songs usually you hear like a french version or a spanish version arabic is just so i don't even like reading it is just insane too like it seems that they really care about the international fans especially the ones in the middle east and i think it was a good idea to sing in different languages so that the fans from the other continents or other 
culture could listen to them and enjoy them the same. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's that's crazy. Claps to that. That's awesome. So going into our next topic, Sunny is in South Korea right now. Is that correct? Yes, I live in Seoul, South Korea. So how has this COVID been impacting South Korea and your situation? Well, to go over the notable events, in January 20th, 2020, South Korea detected its first ever case of the COVID-19 coronavirus a, from a 35-year-old Chinese woman. And in the February 18th, a middle-aged woman known as patient 31st, tested positive for COVID-19 in South Korea after developing a fever. And she was a member of a church called Shincheonji Church of Jesus, and it is one of the fringe church. So she incidentally spread the virus to dozens of other Shincheonji congregants in the southeastern city of Daegu. This has quickly caused a massive outbreak, and less than two weeks later, the number of cases surpassed 6,000. In, yeah, in February 26, South Korea began opening drive-through testing centers. It's like gas station facilities where people can get their noses or mouths swabbed for free while sitting in their car. So I think it is one of the most creative ideas that the the states or the government has came up with. So more than 210,000 people have been tested for coronavirus in South Korea as March 10th, including at drive-thru centers, according to the Ministry of Health and Welfare. Wow. So if they have something as quick as like a fast food drive-thru testing facility, how many tests do they do on a daily like, I think it is more than a thousand because there are cars lining up to get the test. So the people who swab the nose or mouth, they all wear this protective clothes and gloves. And then they just swab the nose or mouth and they just let the car go. And after a few hours or after a day or two, they will send the text messages if they are infected with coronavirus or not. Wow, that's really innovative. Yeah. How else has like how has this affected you personally? Um, in regards to work, home life. So it is my last year of university in Korea, and in South Korea, the first semester of the year starts on the first Monday of March. But because of this situation, my university and other universities have started the online semester on the third week of March instead. And our school had officially announced that online classes will continue throughout this semester. So personally, online semester is overall satisfying for me because I am an indoor person and I don't really go out unless it's necessary. And because it's my last year in university, I have had tons of experience in school and like going out with my friends. But you know, for the freshmen of elementary, middle school, high school, and university, well, I know for sure that they have anticipated this new semester, but they are not able to go to new school, to meet new friends and teachers or professors. So it's quite, yeah, sad and depressing. And 
Yeah, and in Korea we have Suneung, which is a university entrance exam, which is like quite similar to SAT in the United States. Well, there is a rumor that the dates will be postponed, which is a problem for the students in their last year of high school. So to solve the situation, the offline classes were held only for the high school seniors starting today, May 20th. But um, the two, two students from Incheon province were infected with COVID-19 today after visiting karaoke room. So as a result, three schools in that area postponed their offline classes until tomorrow. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. that's a really good view on the the freshmen. Sorry, was uh, somebody? Yeah, my aunt lives in Korea as well. And I find that um, Korea was a lot quicker in terms of their response. So in terms of the drive-through, um, getting a lot of PPEs to hospitals, they were really quick and they've done a great job in terms of protecting the citizens. Yeah, personally, I believe that without medical staffs, the situation would have been worse in South Korea. And also because of the shortage of the mask, the I don't know what it is called in Canada or USA, we call it KF94, the most protective mask for the COVID for protecting oneself from COVID-19. And because of the shortage, the Korean government decided to sell the mask only at the pharmacy for a dollar and a fifty cents for each mask. So we're only we were only allowed to buy two masks per week on a designated day, which was based on their birth year. So for example, I am born in 1998. So I'm only allowed to buy masks only on Wednesday. But now we can buy three masks per person and places other than pharmacists are able to sell the masks. There's also a limited number that you can send masks from Korea to overseas. So uh, even if my aunt had enough masks to send me, she wouldn't be able to send like, let's say, 20 masks. There is a really small limited number. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> but, you know, South Korea has opened up quite a bit compared to Canada and the U.S. Yeah, I think that is one of the problems as of today, because currently the focus is on the people who have visited clubs and bars, because so many young people are currently visiting these places because we have not actually locked down the states. Because young people who has the virus show low or zero symptoms of coronavirus, they are more likely to spread the coronavirus without themselves knowing that they are already infected. So because there are so, still so many people out in the streets, like for example, in Hongdae and Shincheon, it's pretty packed with people. So I'm afraid that there is going to be another outbreak in South Korea. Yeah, I, I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, one thing that's really cool is if you visit pl- a place that uh, that was also visited by an infected person, I think you get like a notification on your phone or by a call from the government or the hospital saying, please go to do a test. Whereas yeah. in Canada, yeah. it's there's not a 
systematic way of notifying people that they've been they might have been impacted. And also, like you, you have the option to get tested in Canada. They don't tell you like, "Hey, you have to get tested." It's like, oh, "Okay, I can just stay home and self isolate for fourteen days." Because um, there was an incident at the airport where somebody was infected on a flight, and they actually didn't inform anybody of this person being infected until about a month later. Um, so the workers, uh. So the flight attendants, the pilots, the passengers, the workers that handled their bags, nobody knew that this person was infected until a month later. So none of these people isolated afterwards or got themselves tested and they could have easily spread the virus just from that one interaction and not knowing beyond a month after it happened. So I think South Korea's methods are very proactive and efficient that it's like, at least they have a better idea of how much of it is still going around. Whereas here, like even, even our tests, they've been slowing down apparently. Like there was a day where they didn't have as many tests go through compared to other days, which I think was really weird, but every country is their own, you know? Yeah, and it really impacts how music scenes are impacted in different countries. Yeah, coming up next is song number three with you, Global Citizen One World Together at Home. It's a special song to celebrate COVID-19 workers by SuperM. Okay, let's start. One, two, two three, three, let's go! With you everybody, art time. Like the sun that hangs above the sky I wanna see us falling, you and I Like the ocean gives away the breeze I wanna ride your web and be your tide What you are is what I wanna know Your hands is excellent for its hope This is all we're ever gonna need Young is hard to never get it over oh. I don't wanna overthink about this Can I take some time, make it reach out from my mind I don't wanna have to get around this Can we just go through, it's a better way that I'm not trying to fit in with everybody Not trying to cheat with the daily dark guy Just Hey, let's go! Just wanna get mad. Trying to change, they're feeling 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Super M joined a fantastic lineup for a global concert on April 18th. The World Health Organization and Global Citizen held a special virtual concert to support the Frontline Healthcare's and WHO. Super M was the only Korean artist featured in the lineup, and the members appeared on screen to sing with you while staying in their respective rooms and enjoying their hobbies. Ten drew on his iPad during the performance. Kai built a ship with Legos. Taemin attempted to cook. Lucas worked out, Taeyang decorated a baseball hat, Mark colored, and Baekhyun sang and danced while playing on his iPad. After the performance, Super M closed their stage with worlds of encouragement for their viewers all over the world. Super M has really paved the way for future online concerts. Fans from 109 countries joined them for a spectacular online performance. The concert received an explosive response from fans around the globe reaching 120 million hearts on social media through its broadcasting platform called Neighbor V Live. Also, the concert grabbed audiences' attention using augmented reality effects, with artists performing on stage using virtual reality backgrounds. In between sets, real-time chat was available as well. Viewers wrote down questions, and Super M members read out the messages out loud on an online chat room. So there was a great connection made through online between the artists and the fans. And I definitely think you guys should check out the music video that uh, Sophie was talking about of them doing all these different tasks because it's actually crazy. They, it just looks like a normal converse, like a normal video chat conversation, but they're recording this entire song and doing all these different activities as they sing along with each other. It's really cool. So I guess similar to Super M and their effort in connecting with fans online there's been a lot of changes in the music scene in korea and both japan so to start off with korean music um, they are still doing live performance on music shows but without audiences Uh, when you look at tv broadcasting companies like kbs nbc and sbs they usually invite k-pop fans as live audiences when they're filming their weekly programs but they have closed their doors since January and simply recorded the performance. 
Yeah, in Japan, they are canceling the concerts, sport matches. You know, they're not allowed to have them right now just to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And this started from、uh, Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe on February 26th,、um, informing organizers to not to either postpone or cancel them completely. Uh, especially the large scale shows from domestic to international. There's, they, they, everybody's home. Like, <laughs> artists have to stay home despite the performances. So, anytime, any performances that were either in town or overseas, it, it's canceled. But, you know, they, they are doing their part to prevent the spread. Because of how sudden this was, it did surprise a few of the international players.、Uh, Tokyo artist Haru Nemuri had planned to hold her first North American tour this March, including a set at Japan Night. And her manager told the Japan Times on March 8th that her team was still leaning towards going. But that changed days later, as all her dates have now been postponed until September. Yeah, it's really hard for new artists and indie bands. Because it's a little hard to communicate with online platforms if you are trying to debut in the absence of live performance.、Um, according to Record Labor Industry Association of Korea, nonprofit or trade organization, a total of 114 performances in Hongdae had been canceled as of a few days ago, with losses estimated at、uh, 700,000, which is a lot. Oh, definitely. Like, this is super impactful. On top of like, not even being able to see their fans or just you know, perform live for their fans, Asian countries have to apply for visas to perform at certain countries around the world. There's quite a few that had already purchased or like, you know, went through the visa application process and they're not able to actually use their visas during this time. Which, you know, it, it's expensive and it's,、um, it, it's not fun to know because you, like, you've applied for a visa. And if anybody else out there that's applied for a visa knows that it gets complicated and it takes time,、um, so it almost feels like a, a lost effort. Some artists、um, have really felt that impact, such as, such as、uh, Kumura. Um, from the Japan Night Tour. They already paid for the USP1 performance visas. All their transportation, lodging, and promotion had already been arranged. And the event insurance obviously did not cover this infectious disease outbreak, which is affecting everybody's insurance around the world just because it was just so unexpected. But from the Japan music perspective, they are also trying to find new ways to. Interact with their fans despite the cancellations. And Haru Nemuri held an unused Visa YouTube live stream on March 23rd while Kyoto Quartet Otoboke Beaver, which was planning to play SXSW, released a t shirt directing ire at this strain of the coronavirus. Because of the COVID 19, there h a s been a lot of rumors that the K pop industry, such as the groups or the bands, will not. Make a comeback, but there have been many groups that have made comebacks, such as NCT, A Pink, G Idol. And even though they were not able to hold concerts and autograph events with their fans, 
They have uploaded the performance videos on their live and YouTube, and they have held a video called events where they can talk with their fans via Kakao Talk or other platforms for video call. And also on the bright side, Ujusonia are expected to make a comeback soon, and they have announced that they will be holding an offline autographing events, even though the date and location are undecided. So it's quite surprising. I wonder how autograph will work online. So, like, instead of because we have to because the K-pop groups fans have to buy albums to go to the autographing events to talk with the idols and to have the autograph. Instead of doing that, what they have done is the fans have to buy the albums in order to talk with their their idol. Groups online. I see. So in a way, I guess um, there's no person-to-person interaction, but you know, maybe a lot more people can join online. Do you think that because of this spread, that artists are gonna actually have less meet and greets to prevent you know possibilities of the artists getting infected? Um, just like you said, that instead of having a face-to-face right now, that they're just kind of having this online interaction um, i don't think that the in the k-pop industries nor the companies will decrease the amount of face-to-face events i think what they will do is that they will put a clear plastic um what do you call it this face mask in front of between the fan and the idol so that they could prevent the infection between each other. Mm, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like your idols are in this glass yeah. box, and you're like touching the glass box. Please, I want to feel your hand, <laughs> but you can't. I think it's going to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, they're going to increase their online presence. Um, I think with the technology that we have today, in terms of augmented reality and virtual reality. You can really experience the concert at home, either using your 3D glasses or just having great speakers. Um, so uh, some people are doing fan meetings online, and um, I recall Kim Phil had live performances on Instagram. So they're really utilizing these online platforms to maximize their reach. Yeah, and that's crazy. Do you think, too, because um, artists are able to expand now on how they do performances, that it'll become a norm to mix it in with the... Like, I know uh, some people already do, like, live performances um, through, you know, like, YouTube Live, Facebook Lives, stuff like that, that, you know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll just have a web live stream of a concert every so often mixed in with their in-person concerts and kind of balance it out more that way? Or do you think that people have, will not even just have, like they will appreciate so much more their in-person concerts um, and have it still, you know, have that ratio be as it has been where they have more in-person concerts versus virtual concerts? That's a really interesting question. I think it'll depend 
on the country because even if they want to have in-person concerts, live performances, in countries like Canada and U.S., we're in lockdown and we can't um, go to concerts. Um, and in some countries, they'll open up earlier than us. So there will be opportunities where they can meet artists in person. But just in general, I think there are going to be reduced number of world tours, at least for um, for the next few months. Right. And like the cost of it is probably still the same, you know, to maintain the quality of the sound, even just to deliver it. Actually, I think it's even harder to deliver it uh, live stream because you don't know how the connection is in different parts of the world that the quality might be affected. So um, you think people would still pay for a virtual concert right now versus, you know, waiting a few months to waiting a few months or even a, a year or two to see a live concert? I think they might reduce the price of the tickets if it's not in person. Um, just because if it's online, there is really unlimited number of seats, assuming you have technology to do so. Yeah, that, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> I did not consider that. And of course, we have to be mindful of the artist's uh, safety as well. Um, for Cheungha, she's a soloist in K-pop. She returned from Italy with her staff and two of her members tested positive. Um, Cheungha tested negative, but she canceled all of her remaining schedule and went into self-isolation. That's good for her, really <laughs> honing down it on herself. Unfortunate that her uh, staff members ended up catching it, but it was kind of inevitable. The last song is Evergreen 2020 by different artists. A total of 34 singers participated in the project, including Red Velvet's Joy, Super Junior's Kyuyeon, Ryo, and Yeseong, Oh My Girl's Yuha.
나 모인 생의 나름답자 그한번더 외쳐본다 음, 함께한 약속은 꼭 지킨다 화원의 꽃이 핀다 적극적인 방역 대책에 협조해 주신 국민들께 진심으로 경의를 표하는 바입니다. 김형석 was the music director of the project. On April 19th, a remake of Evergreen by 24 teams of 34 singers was released. The video was released under the title Singing Evergreen Again 2020 to the medical professions around the world fighting COVID-19. The song was originally written by folk musician Kim Min-gi and first sung by Yang Hee-eun in 1979. The song has been much loved throughout the years for its hopeful message of coming together and overcoming hardships. The song is really beautiful, and I think the composure of all these artists, which is actually really difficult, is extraordinary. And I actually love it when artists do this because um, it really shows a sense of community and coming together, especially at a time where everybody is really suffering from not even just people getting the virus but like even just staying at home and i think these artists are doing such a great job at making sure that everybody feels wholesome in some kind of way for the k top 10 listeners if you want to send in your song requests be sure to do so through our website at ktop10.mymti.org if you want to listen to our past and special episodes they can be found on our website at jtop10.jp and ktop10.mymti.org. And to make sure that you don't miss out on when we upload our episodes, you can follow us on social media accounts through Facebook and Twitter. Our handles are JapanTop10 and KTop10Pod.
just to conclude the episode, like, what are your final thoughts on post-COVID? What do you think is going to happen after all of this? What are you guys going to do <laughs> when all of this ends? Or There are some signs of slow- slowing down in Ontario and some businesses are opening up. I really wish the, um, the concerts will come back pretty soon. It's been a while since I've been to a live concert. The last one was in last May, actually, for Neo City. Um, so I can't wait until um, we're back to normal and we can go see live performances. I just want to meet my friends because it has been more than three months since not meeting people except for my families. And I also want to enjoy the life that I took for granted until last year. But I'm afraid that the society won't be the same until there is a remedy or a vaccine to solve the situation. Yeah, I'm the same as Sunny. I really want to go see other people than the people that are sitting in my house. Um, I'm so used to being outside every day and seeing different things. It would be nice to see people and not, you know, feel super conscious about my my like not even like my hygiene I guess but like to not be like okay I have to wash my hands after every single thing I do I have to shower the moment I get home I think once everybody kind of loses that fear it'll feel a little bit more normal than it has been these past few months yeah I hope that we can go back to our normal our really normal life pretty soon well I hope that you listeners enjoyed this collaboration episode. It was really fun to record with Sunny and Sophie here. If you have any comments about how this episode went, don't be afraid to email us at any of our handles. And uh, all the information is on the website at jtop10.jp or ktop10.mymti.org. We love hearing from you listeners, and we really appreciate that you have been tuning in to our episodes during this time of hardship again thanks for listening it's your j top 10 host anna it's sophie so sunny hi guys bye yeah i know what you've been thinking i know what you've been told i know it's crazy now oh yeah oh yeah oh. we never had this problem never like this before it's getting pretty fast yeah
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.